With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. genius in you, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Now, Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth creator of Namology Science, and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. In each weekly show, you get to hear how other people have discovered their own genius and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues that you can that can be found in your name on how you can recognize your own innate genius. So how does someone express their creative talents, and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our guest tonight is Jill Raft, who has developed her genius in the area of superb customer service. With over 30 years of customer experience, Jill grew up working with her parents, owner-operators of McDonald's number 150. She truly learned how to apply Ray Kroc's customer service philosophy that permeates their over 30... Uh, 37,800 stores. Now, Jill followed her dream to be a fashion designer, taking her to work in New York, Italy, and Hong Kong. She is fluent in five languages. 
trained as a chef at Le Gordon Bleu in Paris. I have been there. Anyway, France, um, become a top food stylist and within the food industry, work with brands like Harrods, Michelin starred Restaurante Guido, Gavita, Food and Wine Magazine, The Oprah Magazine, Good Morning America, and The Today Show. Now, Jill's closed over $22 million in real estate sales, licensed in New York and Texas. She uses her entire background now as a high-level consultant for companies who want to create a five-star customer experience. And I think this is so appropriate, Jill, that we've got you on this week because I just wrote one of my first nasty reviews ever online. <sighs> from Jack the Box because I had been working so hard to get a response and I finally said, forget it, I'm going to put it online. And literally within four hours of me putting it online, I got a very nice note. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, but even though I had looked, I mean, I had tried the management at the, at the store. I had tried the management of the state. I had tried the corporate management, no mm. results. And I put it online and bingo. So That's crazy. <laughs> Welcome, Jill, to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show. I am thrilled that you're here with us. Thank you. I'm so excited. I've really been looking forward to speaking with you, Sharon. Well, you have such a diverse background, Jill, and I wish to cover a lot of that throughout our show tonight. So I've kind of broken it up into different parts or different segments. First, before we get into anything, you speak five languages. Now, so I need to know what languages <laughs> and how that come about. I've always loved languages and I was motivated when I was in my early 20s by someone I met at design school who spoke mo multiple languages. And he, he lived in other, he's from, another, he's from Colombia and in other countries. And I did my junior year abroad actually, and that's where I learned my first language. And so I realized that by truly submersing myself in, in, a, in a country where I only heard that language, I could pick up the nuances and really pick it up or almost by osmosis. I had, it was a lot of hard work, but when, you, when you're immersed in it and you hear it every day and you have to use it all the time, it's the best way. So I kind of guided so it, my life to, so that I could live in other countries to learn those languages. Entonces, ¿es español idioma segundo para ti? Sí, pero adesso parlo meglio italiano. Okay, so Italian's the third language. So those are kind of close because they're both Romantic languages. So what's exactly. the fourth language? Um, Hebrew. Oh, interesting. That's so different because the language and how it's written is so different. Very different, indeed. That was my first language. And the rest were the Romance languages. So Italian, Spanish, French, French. Uh, Hebrew, and English. And my husband says Southern. So that's another one. <laughs> No kidding. When I was living in Japan and I was I was tutoring um, Japanese PhD students in how to speak English, they interviewed all of us by giving us a class to teach, and then the students picked their teacher, and I was selected. But the very first day, it was like I just asked them questions about their family to hear them talk, and mm -hmm. the only mistake that any of those blessed ladies make was literally they said. Um, they were saying something, they said, mothers-in-laws. <sighs> and I said, when she was all done talking, because I know not to interrupt when somebody's talking a foreign language, they have to think, you know, that just stops their thinking. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I had to tell her, I said, we only have one law. So you have a mother-in-law or a mother's-in-law, but we only have one law. And, right. I, and I, then I looked at them and I said, but most English-speaking people don't know that, so don't worry about it if you forget. <laughs> So true. <laughs> and, and my daughter is is um, has learned six languages, doing the same thing as you, going mm -hmm. to live in different places. And she was a language major in, in college. And so, um, and she one of her languages is Hebrew. It's English, Spanish, French, Hebrew, um, and then an African tongue from Mali, which is wow. Bamara. And then she has. Um, I'm trying to think of that of it's at outside of India on the right hand side of India. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Bangladesh is Bangli. Those are a tough language. Good for her. Wow. Those are tough. Well, I just very different, right? She went and lived there and it's the yeah, same that's thing. The way. Submerge yourself. Absolutely. You know, and then you pick up the culture and you understand the nuances that are used that you'll never get in a, in a, you know, when you study a language in a classroom. 
so you get the street language, but you also understand how to use certain words in certain cases and and the pronunciation and how one thing that's so fascinating to me is how you really understand a culture by the way they express themselves and often what words are actually not used in a language is just as telling as the words that they are used and how you can compare it's it's really fascinating i love it yeah well i think that's it's just so important in our today's society to speak different languages i'm so pleased that you do um, so uh, I've got tons of questions for you, Jill, right online. Thank you for answering the language one that I was just fascinated by. <laughs> sure. What are the three most common mistakes that companies, brands, and entrepreneurs keep making with customer experiences? Oh, goodness. I, I think the three most common mistakes that companies make really is that number one, they're putting out fires instead of living by and working through a system where they're really obsessed with their customer's experience. And if you don't plan in advance, if you don't set up your systems right from the beginning, from the top down, starting with your core values, then you're gonna be living reactively. And when you're reactive in a business, nothing's gonna flow, nothing will progress, and you certainly won't grow. So that's, that's, the, big, that's the number one problem. Number two is invest in your people in your employees and your customers. And when you train your employees, like really train them to create a celebrity customer experience so that they, they cultivate the love of being a part of something bigger, but then they pass that on to their customers and their customers are gonna feel that. And it's, it's really amazing how when you don't take the time to invest in your people and show them that they matter most and without them, you would have no company, then the company just falls flat and you're gonna have non-stop turnover, that your attention is going to be a very big problem. And, and lastly, be relational, not transactional. I say transform transactions into interactions. And it means taking from what's basic service and just a transaction and exchange of goods or services for money and make it interrelational, make it interaction, uh, have an interaction, speak to that person, look at them in the eye, actually communicate and create that relationship. You know, that is so important. So what are some of the strategies for delivering what you call a, uh, a celebrity customer experience? And why is that so important? And we're only gonna start with this answer. So give us like maybe one or two quickies and then we'll continue with that after our break. Okay, so I'll start with why it's important mostly. Uh, when a business is really focused on giving a great customer experience, it's synonymous with basically assuring their employees that they're gonna have a great work experience. And repeat customers is a sign that you have a highly functioning team of employees and your management. And so when you do this, it's gonna allow the customer not to be changed to their business 24 seven and putting out those fires that we talked about just a second ago. So that's why it's super important, I think. And it, a lot of this stuff, strategies may even seem like it's very commonsensical, but why is it that companies are not implementing them? That's the crazy thing. So um, I, I'll end with that. Well, I know that when I first went into administration in the school system, um, my first principal was actually a very excellent principal. But I noticed that he would put out this fire without thinking that it's starting an, an amber burning over there. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of thinking far enough in the future, what does this solution do down the road? Absolutely. It's beautifully expressed. I, I love your metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it really, I was like, okay, wait a minute, I'm not getting this. I remember being challenged with that my first year in administration. Um, so some strategies for delivering that. You've told us why it's important. Do you Have you named your strategies? I have. I actually have an acronym that I use, and it's SHARP with the R squared. And it's a way to protect your employee and your customer's experiences. Okay, we're going to find out what this sharp with the R squared means <laughs> when we come back from the break. We do need to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on X-Zone Broadcast Network and at knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out how Jill suggests business owners treat disgruntled clients also. Stay tuned.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and Exome Broadcast Network and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Jill Rath, whose website is her name, Jill, which is spelt the normal way, J-I-L-L, and her last name is spelt R-A-F-F. So it's jillraff.com. Jill, right before the break, you were telling us about this nifty acronym you have, and I really want to hear about the R squared because I'm a math person. So go <laughs> right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so, I, yeah, I think people learn best by acronyms so um and the word shark is about right protecting yourself so the s is for serve and i think it's really important that we not only serve our customers you know what they've come to you for but we come from a place of really appreciating that they've chosen you over a competitor and that we serve from our heart and that that the customer really feels and understands that that this comes from a culture that appreciates you coming and giving them you giving them your business, excuse me. And that I, I really think that it's important that every customer gets what I call a celebrity customer experience. Cause we all know what a celebrity gets, right? Someone celebrity walks into a store, they're going to be pampered and treated well and totally taken care of. But why is their dollar more expensive than anyone else's? I don't think it is. So it's the same in the bank when you cash it. So everybody deserves that, deserves that celebrity customer experience. So really serve is the S. The H is that it's important to not only hear someone, because everyone wants to be heard, but not only that, they want to be listened to. And they want to know that you're really paying attention to what they're saying. And I think there's a great quote that I love that says uh, from Ross Perot, spend a lot of time talking to your customers face to face. And you'd be amazed at how many companies do not listen to their customers. And it's, it's kind of what you experienced earlier, Sharon, when you talked about they didn't listen. You called every, what, how many customers would go to the extent that you did to call them on so many levels up to, to corporate headquarters? It's crazy. So listen to your customers, not just hear them, but also listen. The A is for acknowledge. So it's human nature to want to be acknowledged. And again, I think it's really important that no matter where you are to remember that your customers have a choice. So acknowledge that they've come to you and acknowledge what it is that you can help them with. And again, one more quote that I, I love, Dale Carnegie. Everyone's probably heard of Dale Carnegie or most of us. And he says, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in a language. So use their name, look at them in the eyes, smile at them, use their name, ask them about themselves, put it, write it down so that when they return 
you can use their name again. Welcome back, Sharon. Thank you for, for coming to shop with us again. Or, you know, oh, did, this was your favorite drink. Would you like that today? Really let them know that you know them and you acknowledge them. You know, that is his chapter two in his famous book of how to win friends and influence people. Not that I've ever read that book. No, I've memorized that book. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't and, know that. And on his name, because I'm into names, um, it's Dale Carnegie if you're on the West Coast of the U.S. And it's Dale Carnegie if you're on the East Coast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's just so a funny. fun fact. But go ahead. Keep going. I love it. That's great. Okay, here comes the R squared you're looking for. Yeah. And that's about respect and resolution. So when you respect your employees, you can also expect that they're going to turn around and respect your customers. And it's, it's the universal law of reciprocity, right? So if we take care of our employees, the employees are going to take care of your business. But, but it can't stop there. The second R is for resolution. Because it's very important that businesses understand that customers come to them for resolution. They've come there for something they need, whether it's a problem or it's just something they're looking to have taken care of. And if they don't feel that their needs have been taken care of satisfactorily or even more than just satisfactory, but more pleasantly, you can guarantee that they're going to go somewhere else for their business next time to find resolution. So R squared is for respect and resolution. And the last letter is K for kindness. And it just really, it's a simple thing that is important when establishing a kind culture in your company. And so that does get passed on. And it really warms my heart to this day that I hear stories over 24 years after my dad's passed away from his employees who talked about how kind my father was and to everyone, whether it was the maintenance man or the manager. And I think that's just really important that most businesses don't invest in those systems that focus on their people and just really teach and lead by being kind. And so that's that's really the most important thing, I think, to make sure that you're on that, that receiving side. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to cost anything. It, in fact, it, it costs nothing to be kind and take advantage of understanding that when you connect with someone, that's where the success is going to come from. And it's not even about the dollar figure, but that will come naturally. You know, speaking of kindness, I want to do a shout out to a previous guest on the show, Casey Versfeld. Uh, she's an uh, actress, a TV actress. She's um, been interviewing people on the red carpet. She's quite involved. She has Down syndrome and she has started a new company that I believe it's called Tides of Kindness. And she gives T-shirts with all different kinds of sayings all around the word kindness. And because that's her thing she wants to promote that we're kind to one another. I love it. That's wonderful. I'm going to look okay. for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the part of the show where your name's interpreted a little bit. Are you ready? Cool. I am. Okay. So your name says that you are a very good writer, that you can write very well. Okay. It also says that you're absolutely brilliant, not just smart, but absolutely brilliant, that you're very inclusive, that you're getting your lessons through relationships and you major in family relationships who take most of your time and attention. So what we call it, the good, bad, the ugly, the beautiful, whatever, it all comes from family and, fam and people that you consider family. It says that your name, it teaches you that you had to work hard to get what you wanted, but that it was very important um, to be honest and truthful and to be able to speak up for yourself because I don't think that was necessarily easy for some of the people in your family. So they had to work on how do we speak up for ourselves and how do we not get taken advantage of? Your, your name also indicates that there could be a challenge with hoarding or people around you that are clutter bugs. Okay. And so that you get to learn how to live with that or not live with that and to address that issue. It also says that you have a great imagination and that you're that you're very good at honing a niche. So that's just a few of the things that are in your name. That's so interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. That is very cool. I have no idea how you do that, but that is, <laughs> um, you really nailed a lot of what I am. Well, it's just fun. It's it, just combinations in the letters. So, so back to you, cause I'm just fascinated by all this that you do. If a business has a trashed reputation, 
what are the first things you would recommend for them to do to turn their business around? Like, like say the first three things, what are you going to do to turn that business around if your reputation isn't good? First and foremost, people like you who are going online, you need to reach out to them. You need to communicate. It amazes me how many businesses never respond good or bad to the reviews. And I don't think that they should only respond to negative ones. I think it's important to acknowledge and appreciate the good comments as well. But it's crazy that people don't. And if they do, it's very sporadic. There's never any consistency there. And you know, it's been shown that if you respond on the spot or even within 24 to 48 hours, your customer satisfaction will increase anywhere from 82 to 98%. It's just insane. And, and it's a simple fact that you're showing your customers that you care about them. So first and foremost, get in touch with them, ask them what went wrong, acknowledge it, own it. How do we fix it? How do we earn your trust? How do we earn your business back and show them that you genuinely care? I mean, it, it's to me, it's, it's very simple and it's living with that integrity and working with that integrity. So I think that's first and foremost. And then I, I would backtrack and say, okay, how did this problem happen? And then look internally. How did it happen? Where did it come from? Was it from management? Was it from uh, some of the staff? And if it was staff, was it really just whatever it is, go back and trace where that problem stemmed. Make sure you fix it and without berating anyone, but make sure you fix it so that it doesn't happen again, hopefully. Uh, so I think those are really um, certainly places, the, the two key places I would definitely start. So would you would that carry over to when somebody says, OK, I don't want your newsletter anymore and this is why to immediately reach out to them and say, OK, how can we remedy this or what could we do to improve? For a newsletter, it's a little different because it's they've been experiencing in a way your content, but they haven't engaged with you necessarily. So with that's an interesting question. So with a newsletter, I would, I, I probably wouldn't pounce on it immediately, but I would see if, you know, if they're going to unsubscribe, then you would need to figure out how to reach them immediately. But if it's just that you're finding your open rate maybe isn't as high as it used to be, Give a couple more, make sure you're giving good content, make sure you're giving information that you're coming from a place of service and that you're giving them good value and that you're not just asking for a sale. That's the biggest turnoff. And a lot of times people do unsubscribe because they feel like they're just being sold. Yeah, I don't think any of us like that. Um, <laughs> right. Now your folks started at McDonald's and then didn't you go to work for them? Oh, gosh, I started working there when I was seven years old, Sharon. Only thing I could do was answer the phone because my older sisters were able to make milkshakes at the very multi-mixers that Ray Kroc sold to the McDonald's brothers. And um, Well, we obviously need to take another break. We'll come right back for that. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. This show is dedicated to providing great customer service. After the break, we'll find out some of the different ways that Jill has had, had to adapt while changing careers. Stay tuned. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. 
Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and Exxon Broadcast Network and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Jill Raft, a businesswoman, inventor. Her website is her name. Jill is J-I-L-L, the normal way, and her last name is R-A-F-F. So her website is jillraff.com. So Jill, you were going to tell us how you started at age seven working, answering the phone at McDonald's. (laughs) I did. I was too little to do anything else. And I was really jealous that my sisters got to go work in the store. So my sweet dad let me answer the phone and he made sure to call the store at least a couple times (laughs) during the time I was there so that I could earn my keep. You know, I actually got to answer the phone and... (laughs) I remember it. I can picture myself sitting at that table, the metal desk, you know, even now to this day. And then I really worked my way through the stations. Of course, the next was the, the making the milkshakes. And we, in fact, we would, you know, most people mark the side of a door frame or something to, as they grow to kind of see the marks and see where, how, how much they grow each year. Mm-hmm. Well, my sisters and I could always tell based on the splatter, the milkshake splatter. So they had a <laughs> They had a splash guard, you know, there were these spindles, but when we started out, it was like right across our face all the time. And then as we got older, we could see the splash go down our body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. So Mm -hmm. did you learn something from that early experience of working about customer service? Oh gosh, so much. I really feel like it's a part of my DNA, both between working in the store and when I got older and I, I would come in and work um, especially as a teenager, the managers, we never told anyone that I was the owner's daughter. And so I got to hear what other people said and I got to be managed and trained like the others. And just growing up in it and going to the McDonald's conventions and hearing the speakers. And it was always, you know, Ray Kroc's motto was the customer's always right. Now I know today that's not necessarily believed in, but the, the customer may not be right for you but they're still your customer and without them, you're not going to be in business. So it was very much about um, serving, serving quickly, serving with a smile and whatever it is, you make it right. And that's the work ethic that I grew up with. Well, I have been in business since I was 20 years old. So for 45 years, I've been in business and there have been two occasions when it didn't matter what I did, the person I was working with was not going to be a happy camper. So I know that that still bothers me today because it's like I've got to keep coming up with different ways of of attempting to satisfy because I think customer service is highly important. Do you ever have customers like that? I mean, I look at it that there's only two, but it that bother you because you think, oh, I failed. I, I couldn't reach a way to make them happy. You know, I think I've learned over time. I mean, I'm, I always want I. It's something I'm working on in terms of not letting everybody's opinion matter because there will always be disgruntled customers. And no matter where they go, they're going to be disgruntled because they're unhappy people. So you have to look at what you what you did and not take it personal and really say, you know, ask them, have that that conversation with them. And if you really feel like you've done everything you can, you have to have a separation, a parting of the ways and just recognize it is what it is. I mean, I when I started in my real estate business, 
the very first listing that I ever got was a very miserable <laughs> couple. And I thought, oh Lord, this is, I'm being tested and challenged. Do you really want to go in this business? Because they were just mean and nasty and rude. And it was awful no matter what I did. I transformed that place. But and I got them more than the asking price. But they still were not happy. No matter what, these people wouldn't be happy. And I, I just realized that it wasn't me. And I had enough other customers and clients giving me great feedback and really appreciating the work that I do. And so I, I think as business people, we have to recognize when is it us and when is it just that that customer is not the right customer for us. Okay, thank you for that. I think that's really important for everybody to hear. So you've also been a fashion designer. What was that like and what did you learn differently from doing that career than you had learned from your previous working at McDonald's? <laughs> Great question. Uh, I, I did. I always loved fashion as a child and um, I, a path took me to design and I didn't think of it as a career when I was younger. But in, in an interesting way, it's very much connected because the bottom line is that that common thread tied into fashion, that common thread in the fabric of, of business is you have to think of the end customer and what they want. And so I was a knitwear specialist and I started out with sometimes having my yarn created or buying yarns and then from that making my fabric and then from that making my design and then I did all my fittings and then I had to price things out. So I had to consider also the yarn content and was their duty depending upon where I was chose to, to have it manufactured and in, in production. So I had to think my end customer, what's my price point? What are my styles and designs? Where are they in terms of the type of fiber? You know, is it going to be wool or cotton or linen? What what area of the country are we serving? So there's all these things that you have to think about that go into that no one would dream. But it's always it, from the very beginning of your design and even selecting your yarns as a knitwear designer, you have to be thinking about your end customer's wants and their and their price point and you're always putting your customers interests first i think that's hysterical when i was in bangladesh visiting my daughter when she lived there um they make a, or create a lot of the fabrics that we import into the united states and i went over there with all these goods in an entire suitcase that she wanted from living over there that she couldn't find and i came back with that suitcase filled with fabric because i like to quilt oh. i just <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> and I thought, what a good deal. But the quality was so good over there when you could mm. feel the fabric and the quality. Do you feel like the fabric quality is different today than it was when you were doing this? It depends upon the price point. You know, certainly at a lower price point. Um, and there's trends. You know, when, when I was designing, even during one section, one segment of the time that I was designing, rayon became very popular, where before although it's different than polyester, it's still a natural fiber, but it's extruded. It's not natural as in like cotton and linen that we, we grow. And, but it, it depends, you know, obviously at um, higher price points, you are going to definitely have nicer fibers, nicer fabrics. And then even cashmere, for example, there are many qualities of cashmere. So you can find lower price cashmere and it's going to be a little more itchy. There are shorter fibers it's not the same as a high quality fiber or cashmere that you would find at say Laura Pian or some of these other high-end stores and designers. Jill, I bet it's a riot to go shopping with you as you're feeling all the fabrics of everything. <laughs> I do. I touch everything. I'm very tactile and very visual. <laughs> okay. So then you switch to real estate and, and first we'd like to figure out how did real estate get there? Cause it's so different than your other two categories. Okay. And then did you learn something different now that you were a realtor that you hadn't known previously with those other jobs? So I, I got to real estate. Someone came, approached me and wanted me to join his boutique firm. And I, I did some food styling in there as well. And when I started the real estate, I was living in New York City. That's where I had my, my first license in business. And I'm from the South, as we talked about before. I'm from Georgia. And people always said, there's something different about you. I'm not sure what it is. And it's just, I think there's a genuine quality. I speak to people directly. And, and I think that's a lot, not only from the South, but I think that does stem from my upbringing. You know, looking people in the eye, my dad was 
famous for always looking you in the eye. And that's something that I learned from him. And and I think when you look at someone, and again, always putting their interests first. And, and the, I think the important thing, and I always live by this motto, is that I always work that that transaction, that deal for my clients as if it's my own. And I will bulldog it. I will fight for it. And the same way in knitwear, actually, interestingly, one of, to me, it's one of the best compliments I could have gotten. A yarn supplier said to me, I was had to get pricing hammered out. And he said, Jill, you would think this is your own company, the way you're like negotiating with me over the price of this kilo of yarn. And I'm like, well, it's going to affect the ultimate price of my garment at the end. And it, I do work at it as if it's my own company. That's, that is the work ethic I grew up with. So in the same way with real estate, whether I'm on representing the seller or the buyer, I'm always going to try to get them the best price and protect their real estate investment. And I stay on top of whatever deadlines, whatever is needed. So it's the same work ethic, I think, is what it comes down to. And the same customer service. That's so, right. so you also have had a career as a fashion designer. I'm just fascinated because to me, none of these fields are anywhere close to each other. Not, you know, it's not like a I became a school teacher and then I became an administrator. It's kind of like a step up from a school teacher, you know, but it's in the same genre, right? But none of yours are in the same genre. Well, so, yeah, <laughs> kind of. So I, I was first a fashion designer and then uh, I was burnt out and I lost my dad early on. And I always loved food. I always loved the, the industry and growing up and cooking, baking and wanted to go to culinary school for my, my own interest and didn't think it would happen professionally. But that's ended up what happened. And I, I took that year and I went to Israel. My sister was living there and it led me to my next career as a food stylist. My sister was a food photographer. And my mom said, Jill, you can use your design background from fashion into food styling. So in that respect, you actually can understand how it does build on one skill set. <laughs> I don't think so. We've got another break. We'll come back to that. We need to take our last break. And you are listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. And this show is dedicated to diversity and customer service. And during this segment, we'll find out what Jill has in her name that you just might have as well. Stay tuned. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the national security state. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through Trinday.com or Amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and XZone Broadcast Network and KnowTheName.com. Now, our guest tonight is Jill Raff, who has developed her talents in the area of superb customer service based on years of being known as a fashion designer, top food specialist, and realtor, besides getting to work at McDonald's. You can reach <laughs> Jill via her website at JillRaff.com. Jill is spelt the normal way. Her last name is R-A-F-F. Okay, like F like in Frank, R-A-F-F dot com. And you can also find that information on her on my website, knowthename.com under schedule tab. Just look at the date and click on it and all of her information is there. So Jill, before I get into my whole list of questions I still have for you, you have a gift for our listeners. Would you explain the gift for the entrepreneurs? I will. I would love to. It's You can find it um, on my website, which is jillraff.com, like you say. And I say, R like Robert, A double F, F like French fry, coming from <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, so it's jillraff.com forward slash CX checklist. CX is an acronym for customer experience. So it's jillraff.com forward slash CX checklist. And it's a checklist that entrepreneurs can follow to help them create intentional customer satisfaction in business through really prioritizing their customer. And so that's a wonderful gift. And we want to thank you for that. And again, everybody, as you're listening, if you're on my newsletter, all of that information will be provided on it also. So your current career as, is as a consultant for companies that wish to create a five-star experience. So when did you know that you had an interest in this area and that you could use all of those diverse experiences in your background to create what you're doing now? It was my move to Austin, Texas. And uh, so I still have my business in New York. I have a great partner there. And I, I got my license here as well. And I thought, you know, there's, I don't think Austin needs another realtor per se. I mean, I'm, I've gotten some good business and that's great, but I thought it's only using a fraction of my skills, my experience, my my background, and I want to have a bigger impact. Other than just helping that client that I'm working with, I want to have a bigger impact and really feel like my purpose is to go out there and connect more people. Because through the work that I'm doing, my goal is that we really do truly connect human to human. And when we do that and we create that better experience, Here's some more math for you. We actually are going to not just get a win-win, but into the win to the fifth power because your employee, your I'm sorry, your owner is going to win. Your management and employee is winning. Your customers are winning. Your vendors along the way. And of course, the community, when you give back to your community, the community's winning as well. Oh, I love that analogy. So you've had such diverse careers. You've had to exercise flexibility while changing careers. What suggestions can you give to others who are also in the process of changing from one career and starting into another field? I think it's really important to savor and, and really um, enjoy and pat yourself on the back for the good things that we do. Because I don't know, I'm very, I'm probably my worst critic because I expect a lot for myself, but I think it's important. And I think we all do, especially people who are making changes and who are growing, because that is how we grow. 
and to stop and say, look at all the good that I've done. And then even make a list and say, okay, what's next for me? What are the pros and the cons? What are the things that I love to do? What have I learned things that I don't want to do? Because you're going to be more successful and more productive when you're doing things that are innately right for you. And there are all kinds of Colby and other personality tests that can help you along this path as well to kind of highlight it. But I would start even as simply as making that list so you can kind of pull it out of your, your feeling mode, put it down on paper so you can see it in black and white and say, this is what I want for the next position, the next business, and this is what I don't want. And build your, your business according to the lifestyle that you want to create for yourself. Now I'm just going to say a little plug for names right here because what where your proficiencies are and what you really love that's all sitting mm-hmm. in your name. You can figure <sighs> those things out in the name. So, um, how long did it actually take you to leave one field and then before you felt proficient in the next field? Hmm. Uh, excellent question. You know, I think in most in every case, uh, there was really an overlap. There's a, there was a, a, it was really like a fabric. It was this weaving of, there was a time where I was doing, when I switched out of corporate uh, real estate, I'm sorry, corporate uh, fashion design. And I decided I wanted to create a freelance lifestyle for myself and anticipating, hoping that I would have a family and have a better life raising kids. And so I ended up doing, I thought I was out of fashion, but then I had People I've worked with call me back and say, no, no, we need you to, to do this collection. We need you to go to Hong Kong. And and so I was doing freelance for them. And I was doing still freelance food styling at the time. And um, I even did some print design. And then I started my family. And so there was a lot of this overlap. And then as I kind of let go of one, I grew more, the more experience I had, because I was starting all over with the food styling. So I worked as an assistant all over again, where I had previously had assistants working for me. Now I became the assistant. And I think that's important that we don't let ego step in the way. Because if if I had ego, I would never have allowed myself to start over and be working under someone as an assistant. And instead, I'm like, you know, this is my path to learn and I'm going to just be open like a sponge until I built up the career to be a full-on food stylist myself. Ego also shows up in the name if somebody has it or not, and you do not have it in your name. I will mm-hmm. just confirm that. I love what you said, Jill, though, about the overlapping, because anytime I've changed fields, I've always overlapped and started the next one while I was still doing the last one until I had a smooth transition point. And yeah, and I mean, it makes sense. First of all, it's going to give you that comfort and, and it's going to give you the income. But it, it also is very natural flow that you're using skills and tools that you learn in one and you apply them to the next because we, we do grow and we do take tools, whether they seem really obvious, like mine don't seem very obvious if you think of the industries. But if you look at the skills and the, the techniques and strategies that I learned and how I applied it to the next, they really do all connect. So what's the basis of your desire to keep changing fields? It wasn't, <laughs> it was not intentional. Trust me. It's really been the flow of my life. And I think part of it is coming when you're a creative person, when you accomplish something to a certain level, it's like, okay, now what I want, I need to still keep, I need to keep growing with the fashion. I, I burnt out. I was totally burnt out and I lost my dad and I just needed a break. And at that point, I thought, okay, I'm either going to have my own collection or I'm going to be an art director for another collection. And then in my year overseas, it just kind of, I realized I needed to move on from that and, and grow. And so that's when I went to culinary school. So just one thing naturally led me to the other. It wasn't a conscious decision. I, the, I think the only one that was truly the conscious decision was this one as a customer experience strategist, where I said, okay, I've developed all these skills. I've had so much experience. I have so much to offer. How can I impact the most people? And that was a conscious choice of sitting down and figuring out what I saw it as like this funnel and putting everything in it and kind of extruded into what I'm doing now. Did helping your parents out at such a young age show you the importance of work? Absolutely. 100%. I I learned, and it was fun. You know, it was, I felt so grown up when I was doing it. Little did I know it would be the foundation of my life and my business life. 
I think it's fascinating that that's where you learned that. And that is shown in your last name with the first vowel of an A. By the way, that does show How's up that? in a person's name. When the first vowel of an A in the last name okay, uh -huh. is an A, that says you learn your work ethic from your parents. Ah. So is there anything else that you're currently working on that you'd like to share? I am working on a video series, a training series, um, and I'm going to start doing a lot more video um, training and um, just lives, tips, and, and putting that out there. Doing more speaking, trying to get more speak. I'm doing a lot of uh, podcasts and radios, but I want to do also other uh, speaking for meetings and conventions and things of that nature as well. Uh, a lot of good stuff, uh, some real on the street type interviews. And uh, it's it's endless. <laughs> That's what happens <laughs> when you've got that that creative juices going, and you you're easily inspired by others. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you ended up as a TV producer. Thank you so much, Jill, <laughs> for joining you. us on Know the Name and Know the Genius in You. It's been a pleasure having you on. Be prepared and surprised and pleased when you get to experience Jill Raff's work. Her website, again, is her name, Jill, R-A-F-F, -F, or she says the FF is for French fries.com. Jill's name excels at being able to use her intuition and combine this with her practical and brilliant side. This is found in the letter combinations of J-U. So if your name has a J-U combination in it, then you too have this propensity towards this ability to be able to use your intuition and combine it with your thinking skills. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on xcbn.net radio and Exxon Broadcast Network, and on the schedule page at knowthename.com. Tune in to hear the fascinating ways everybody's discovered the genius in themselves and what they're able to accomplish. In each upcoming show, you also get to hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. If you wish to know how to read a person's name or more about your own name and how you can discover your innate genius, go to the website, knowthename.com, and give yourself the gift of a session to find out what your name says about you and how knowing what your name says can help you live to your best and highest. This is Sharon Lynn Wyatt, signing off. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. 
Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.